This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. This episode is all about leadership. All right, this is where we highlight some of the most downloaded episodes from 2022 around the topic of leadership. So with that being said, let's start the show. You know, my, my, my skill is leadership. So I was in a position where I was just performing, but my real love was like, you know, I, I had a, you know, I was always one of the leader on a team that I, I chose that role. I um, mean, I wanted to really run a team. So I knew that next step was around the corner, but I knew I didn't have the knowledge. So that team member, and this is for some people listening, finding someone that's, that's really great at their craft and learning from it. And then, but being willingness to, to be able to take that risk step to jump into that business role. I think a lot of people are like, well, I just want to do it. I mean, you know, to be able to, to, to get that, I mean, just any type of experience from someone really great. However, then, then change it, like change it to your skill level, change it to what you're good at. And, and mine was really, you know, again, that, that having a team that I wanted to lead wasn't just, Hey, I want to perform with two people. I want to lead like five people, eight people, 10 people. Um, to really, to really just kind of, um, you know, accomplish not just goals for my family, but, and, and I always say this in a lot of my spiels, what do you want to be remembered for? That's my thing. I mean, what do you want to be remembered? Well, you became a state farm. You want to be remembered as saving people money? No, I want to be remembered <laughs> for changing lives, changing the community, change of being a, being a leader in that community that helped kids and like, you know, that you'd be remembered for, hey, this guy left everything on the table to help me. I mean, those are the things that that I wake up in the morning um, and get excited about. So that was, you know, you can't do that as a, a one-person team. You could probably change some lives, but you can't change a community's life. So that was something where I knew at some point when State Farm was like, hey, you're not bad at this gig, um, to, you know, craft something that was uh, – I want to lead an agency. And I still didn't know guys. Like I love when we get to talk in the first two years, like what's your identity? And you're like, I don't know yet, but I'll keep working hard at this. Um, you know, I remember when I didn't really know much when I started, I was like, I don't know this, but I guarantee I'll find it and work hard to get it. I mean, keep saying those things. Cause one day you wake up and you're like, Hey, you know, like I do know this situation without having to ask that question. Um, which is rewarding. I mean, customers want confidence. They want somebody knowing what they're doing. And really, five years later, seven years later, 10 years later, you're really starting to find these, these things that within that are just special for someone. Um, and it takes a long time. Like, I want to win every single day yesterday. Uh, but sometimes I'll get a question. Like, I had one even yesterday. I'm like, I have no idea about that. Um, but I told the customer I'll find it and we'll figure it out together. Um, but, but like, again, that's, that's business, that's ownership. That's, I mean, insurance, financial professional. I haven't met one yet that knows everything, but I'm trying to still find that guy. Being in law enforcement, 
and you can kind of tell people what to do. And, and, you know, opening agency, I had to persuade customers to trust me and buy from me. But not only that, um, your, your team, you have to motivate them. You have to show leadership. And I just really struggled with it. You know, I tell people like I, I excelled at pretty much everything I used, I did in the past. Like, even though I shouldn't have gotten law enforcement, like I was an expert shooter, like it just kind of came natural to me, but like agency didn't. And the first few years I had success because, you know, you're, you're a new market, you have to feed your family, you have to get that contract, right? And so you're killing yourself um, to get that. And then I would just burn out. I would be like, okay, I'm tired, right? Oh, and then, um, you know, I'm the dummy. I'm the dummy that got married in November, opened my agency in December and then got pregnant in January. So, you know, that just obviously didn't help either. And, you know, and then again, we're the big dummies that my husband's like, well, if we just had one kid, we might as well have the other kid, you know, closer in age. And so I had two kids under two within three years of my agency. So just, you know, getting burned out and, um, you know, sharing with you, Michael, before, like, if, you know, they have that recognition history that you can see with State Farm and like, I, you could see my pattern, you know, you know, great travel, travel, uh, I'm tired, uh, travel, travel, tired, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but again, I consistently grew. And so I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm making a really good living. I'm, you know, comfortable, I'm good. Um, why am I always, you know, hustling because what would end up happening is you know we wouldn't hit our our like it'd be june this time and we'd be at like 10 life apps you know and so then i'd have to like jump in there for my team and rescue them and you know and then help us at least get our 40 right um so that happened for many many years like the ups and down or like i'd have a good you know or i'd be like oh i want to make a little bit more money and then i again i would work harder and you know get that better scorecard. And it was just like this roller coaster of up and down. And so about five years ago, I'm like, I'm done. Like, it doesn't matter if I don't hit a scorecard. It doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm making a really good living. And, um, I was kind of like just done, like kind of like, I'm going to let my agency annuitize or just slide. And, and at the time, uh, I did ADP too. Um, and there was an agent there that, said to me, you know, you talk about how much you care about your team, but, you know, you always talk about like, you're good, your income's good, but what about them? Are you giving them opportunities to do that? And so um, about five years ago, I took my two like most seasoned team members and said, hey, like, I I want us to be in this together. Like, I want us to grow this agency. Um, Let's come up with a five-year plan. And we completely laid it out. And that was the first year that about five years ago that I didn't hit, you know, at least, you know, honor club. It's embarrassing. I didn't even hit my 40. Um, but we came up with this plan together. And then the next year we did hit 40 and then ambassador travel. And last year uh, we were exotic and MDRT. And, um, you know, yeah, just putting that place together. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> I freaking love that. So y'all can't see this because you're listening to a podcast, but I'm over here like pumping up the roof, man. <laughs> like that is amazing story. So I've got to ask, um, what was the, what was the, so obviously you talked to the agent that, that she, she or he obviously caused this switch to flip in your, in your mindset and your brain. 
Talk a little bit about what that what that flip of the switch was. Like, why did you want to go from, hey, you're making a good living, things are just going on, kind of that, that annuity concept. What was the flip of the switch that you're like, we can do better, we can be better? So about, even about like before the five years, like seven years ago, I'm like, I hired a business coach. I believe in coaching also. And this business coach was really about systems. Like you have to have like an SOP for everything. Mm-hmm. And so I laid out and I spent like a month and I ended up coding something um, that is kind of like a website that we, we can connect to and it has systems to everything. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But it didn't give us that. And it made production a little better. It helped us streamline a few things, but it wasn't like that magic bullet. Um, and at the same time, too, like I had been using our generic company's, you know, uh, vision statement. Like that was our vision statement, too. Right. And um, I also at the time had taken they have this company called Cotopaxi. They're a clothing company. And uh, but their vision is to do good. That's what their vision is. That's just simple vision statement. And, you know, they give some of their proceeds to, you know, people in third world countries and, you know, jobs and all of that. And so they, then they have all these people who are just dedicated working for them. Like um, I did a scavenger hunt. They, they host an annual scavenger hunt um, and I did it with them. And they had all these like young people motivated to work for this company because they were giving them a purpose. And um, I had a vision statement for my, my life. It was to be the best version of myself for my friends, my family, and my community. And really thought about that too. Like when she was like, hey, you talk about how you care about your team and all of that. And I'm like, you know, the reason I got into insurance and law enforcement and med school, if you think about all of those things, it's about helping people. And I always wanted to be a difference, you know, and helping others. And so that was, I made that vision statement for my agency to be a difference in the lives of the people on our team, our agency, and our community. And if I'm going to be a difference for my team, it's, you know, how do I do that? By giving them more opportunities. And that means my agency has to grow in order for them to have that opportunity. So what have you found is the best way to coach up? Like you're, like you're talking about, like getting that extra 5%. Just because it's just a little bit. It's not like we need a lot of it. It's just a little bit. Yeah. Well, funny enough, you say this is that uh, Farmers is hosting a big conference and one of the topics that I'm speaking on is staffing and how to do that. And the pledge that I make to every one of my employees is I want this to be the best job you've ever had. And with that comes a lot of responsibility from me. And that's a scary thing because responsibility requires accountability, follow through, and truly um, delivering on that promise. So if I have you and you were to say, I would like to work at the Dow agency. Great. I'm, I'd love to hire you. Uh, but uh, if I would then say to you, I want this to be the best job you've ever had, what would it take for that to happen? Well, somebody like you might say, I want to make a million dollars a year. Great. Let's figure out a plan, not only from a personal growth standpoint, but a professional growth standpoint to get you that million dollars. When do you want that million dollars? 10 years? Done. We can do this. Here's the results or here's the effort that you're going to need. I'm going to help you get there. I could do everything but the action. Whereas a lot of my uh, staff are moms and their priority isn't to make a million dollars, although they would like to, uh, but their priority is 
to be present in their kids' lives. Um, and so what I have is a blanket policy that none of my employees are ever going to miss a school event for any of their kids because of work. And as a result, it's allowed me to attract a lot better talent uh, employees, perhaps not match their salary where they worked at large firms, but appreciate that flexibility, but also my genuine uh, approach to this is we only live once and I'm a dad and I have kids and I have this job because I don't want to miss an event. So I'm not going to make you miss an event for that. And we'll figure it out as a team. And the feedback from that is great. And it creates a mutual respect. And as a result, we're all covering each other's backs. And I think we're getting better results out of everybody because they feel appreciated and seen. And there's a give and take. And I've yet to have one employee take advantage of that. Uh, and even if they did, I wouldn't care because if they lied and said they had a school event and they went to the beach anyways, they needed it anyways. I'm just not that rigid when it comes to that. So I take the big bullets <laughs> and that's a huge part of this. My team knows I'm not going to be the gatekeeper and you got to handle all the ugly, mean people who are going to be screaming and cussing. No, if they're screaming and cussing, you give them to me. I'll handle them. Um, I think it helps for them to know there's a leader who's hands-on, a leader who's not absentee, a leader who's not going to make them take all the bullets. Um, but then it's it's a very simple formula. I've, I've had, when we had the hurricane hit, when her, Harvey hit, and we had over 1,100 claims turned in within 24 hours, uh, they see how we operated. We hired a company to call every single client in the entire state of Texas and see whether or not they had damage. We texted every single client that had damage. And by the way, the people that called said, call this number right this minute. Do not wait until Monday because the storm happened on a Friday. And I wanted all my claims turned in. I got phone calls from claims adjusters saying, how did all of your clients get their claims turned in before the office even opened on Monday? We were making calls on Saturday and Sunday and texting our clients saying, call and turn in your damage now. Do not wait until Monday because the other agents were off. Okay. And, and so we have very strong strategies consistently and I hold everyone accountable. And if somebody can't hang at that level, I'm willing to get rid of them. And that's kind of the hardest part Mm -hmm. is sometimes you have somebody who just can't handle the, the fact that we're not going to be average. We're going to be crazy right now. We're ranked number 12 in the country with our carrier, which is 8,300 agents for homeowner sales, you know, and it's like, no, we're not going to be normal. And if, if, I had one of my employees who was not making it, not making it, not making it. And she took a job somewhere else. I won't mention carriers' names, but she took a job with another carrier. And she goes, oh, I like this job. It's really laid back. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, yeah, I don't have one of those. And we're never going to have one of those. So, But I can promise you, you're going to make twice as much as you made probably with your last carrier. Because of the fact mm-hmm. that it's like, I'm going to make the investments. I'm going to make sure that they have all the tools that they need. We have a phenomenal phone system. I know that they have all the leads they could possibly need. They have insane training. My sales director, who happens to be my son-in-law, is absolutely amazing. And he's listening in on calls, helping them close deals all day long. And so all of that tremendous focus on excellence, um, the people who are not willing to live in chaos, they're out. They, they don't want to operate mm-hmm. at that level. And, and we're heavily focused on self-improvement. Like if you don't want to watch videos on how to improve yourself or have coaching, if you're not asking for coaching, that tells me you're probably not really, I mean, you can say I'd like to make more money, 
But if you're not willing to do what it takes, if you're not reading sales books yourself, if you're not asking coaches to give you an opportunity, can you listen to this call? I didn't sell this one and I should have closed this one. I felt like this one, I I did something wrong. Can you tell me, did I not build a relationship well? Did I not handle objections well? Did I? What did I do that I could have done maybe a little bit better? I love new employees who say, can you do some call coaching with me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, mind blown. But that's the coolest ever. So not everyone can live in chaos and they almost always self, they deselect out of the Mm -hmm. operation in the first 60 days because they can see it's just not, it's a cray cray level. I do cray cray. I like cray cray people. I wanted to create, because I'm I'm in in the legacy Monday, Wednesday, the MOA Tuesday, Thursday. Um, And I wanted to create basically a hierarchy of, when things need to get escalated, who's responsible mm. in the agency to handle an issue? And if it can't be handled at that point, that's when it comes back to me. Uh, and so that's when we went to the team lead. They like both my team leads, you know, are kind of a mixed bag of selling and service and they're handling issues. Um, but if it gets above their head, that's when it comes to me. And it's, they're more of a, a raw, raw re. You know, they both got business credit cards. I'm like, buy the team donuts on a good day. Buy them lunch when they've had a rough day. You know, be inspiration. Don't be their boss. And and that just to create, you know, the culture. They're responsible to make sure that Weaver training is done at 845 every morning. You know, and they're the ones responsible to make sure the team huddles what were our positive out to, what was our, what were our positives from yesterday? What are we working on today? Um, so like I'm in my office this morning, you know, working and they're up in the team leads office having their 15 minute huddle. Uh, then I hear, I hear them talking about some claim issues. So I ran up there and put my head in there and let, let them go. But that's their routine. And they look forward to that every day. So that's what the team leads kind of established okay. um, versus a manager. I don't want anybody to feel like somebody's managing them other than I'm, I'm managing you, not, not another team member. That's um, and as little as it is, words matter so much. And just the title, team lead versus manager, that uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. That goes a long way. Yeah, I just started reading on it, and I just I, I wanted it. And even from you know, it's in this business, it's like I could say the same thing as one of my team members, yep. and the customer's like, "Oh, I get it now." You know, so now if. Well, I, I can't help you. I, you. You're not, you know, you don't understand this concept. Let me get you to our team lead. And they're like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going up a step and they'll say the same thing. And they're, so it's kind of, it's kind of not replacing me, but it's allowing me to mitigate some of those things that I really don't need to be involved with. You know, that's, that's what it's done. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.